Coming up on Philosophy Talk... It'll start getting cooler. Science and skepticism. I you wish... Just, you just watch. I wish science agreed with you. <laughs> hey, well, I don't think science knows, actually. Our understanding evolves over time. How can we explain that to impatient people who want to undermine science? Well, maybe we could give them a quick lesson on probability. Okay, but how can you talk to someone who doubts that the Earth is round? Listen very carefully. The Earth is flat, gentlemen. That's right, it's flat as a table. Knowing the limits of science, how can we remain confident in our beliefs? I'm not a scientist, nor am I a physicist. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. What the world needs now is less science skepticism. How can we make that happen? Our guest is Michael Shermer, author of Giving the Devil His Due, Reflections of a Scientific Humanist. Science and skepticism. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. Why does so many people believe in conspiracy theories? Do we need to evaluate the evidence for ourselves? Or should we just trust the experts? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Josh Landy. And I'm Ray Briggs. We're coming to you via the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where Ray teaches philosophy, and I direct the Philosophy and Literature Initiative. Today, we're thinking about science and skepticism. You know, I think people are too skeptical about science. They don't believe in climate change. They refuse to wear a mask in the supermarket. And when you show them evidence they're wrong, they don't believe you. Well, I don't think that they're skeptical enough. A lot of them believe that there's a global conspiracy of people lying about that stuff in order to get research money. I mean, if they're so skeptical, why do they believe their own conspiracy theories? They should learn more science and think for themselves. <laughs> that's that's really nice. That's a great point about people not being skeptical of their own skepticism. But still, Ray, is science actually going to solve that? I mean, I mean, sometimes teaching people facts just makes them even more committed to conspiracy theories. Well, yeah, but, but science isn't just about reciting facts. It's about thinking critically. It's about evaluating the evidence for yourself. But how is a lay person supposed to evaluate the evidence for something as complicated as climate change? I mean, it would take me years to become a climate expert. Don't I have to trust the scientists? Okay, maybe lay people can't do original research, but they can still read scientific articles and think for themselves. Well, you can't always get those things for free. And even if you do, how do you know you're understanding them? <laughs> okay, fine. But a lay person could still read science news articles. Ones that are written for a general audience. Oh, those general news audience articles? You gotta admit, some of those are biased, sensational, or just plain confused. Well, yeah. An educated person should be able to spot the biased by reading carefully and by asking the right questions. Right, an educated person. But to get an education, you have to trust the experts. You rely on your science teacher. Your science teacher relies on a textbook. And the textbook relies on original research published by scientists. I don't think any one of us can do that independently. Okay, you're, you're right that people can't learn science alone. But we still need to be critical thinkers. Because sometimes scientists make mistakes. Sometimes they even lie. Uh, like, how about Andrew Wakefield and how he made up a bunch of stuff about vaccines causing autism? Oh, man, yeah, that guy has a lot to answer for. Yep. So that's why we need to keep our wits about us, even when we're reading articles in science journals. Skepticism 
is how scientists keep themselves honest. You know what? That's a really good point. I'm going to grant you that skepticism is really good for scientists, but not everyone's a scientist. Well, ordinary people can be scientists too, and they should be. Just think about all those citizen science websites where ordinary people pool their information about bird populations or, or classify galaxies based on telescope images and sky surveys. Oh, I love those websites, but still, I, I don't know. I mean, anyone can gather data, sure, but that's not the same as deciding which questions to study in the first place or, or like making a real life decision based on scientific results. I still think some things are best left to the experts. Yeah, yeah, but even if you can point to the experts, how are you going to get people to believe them? Well, what if you could use faith to fight skepticism about things like social distancing and wearing masks? We sent our roving philosophical reporter, Holly J. McDeed, to meet one pastor who's trying to do just that. She files this report. It can be difficult to argue with people skeptical of mainstream science. They often use personal experience and logic to reach questionable or flat-out untrue conclusions. Like in this clip from the 1939 version of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. The Earth isn't round, it's flat. How do you know? I've observed it in all my travels over Europe. It's flat. Everywhere it's flat. Oh, let's listen to the play. Flat earthers are less of a public health concern than people skeptical about the risks of COVID-19. During a Senate hearing on reopening the economy, Senator Rand Paul passed along some feedback to Dr. Anthony Fauci. All I hear, Dr. Fauci, is we can't do this, we can't do that, we can't play baseball. Well, even that's not based on the science. We need to not be so presumptuous that we know everything. And at the core of a lot of this lockdown skepticism is a deep distrust of institutions. We're told to trust the science, but throughout history, the medical field has exploited marginalized communities. They rightly are skeptical. Terrace King is a pastor at Liberty Grace Church of God in Baltimore. They're skeptical because of the continuous unequal treatment that they've received, not through stories just of Tuskegee in the past. He's referring to the 40-year research study known as the Tuskegee Experiment. In that study, black men infected with syphilis were deliberately left untreated so federal officials could study the disease. That's always the story that's brought up. But today there's unequal treatment in hospital systems. They have seen, heard, and witnessed unequal treatment in the healthcare system. King is a pastor in a part of Baltimore hit hard by COVID-19, and he often turns to scripture to combat skepticism about science. There is a connection between Jerusalem and Athens. Intellectualism, as in Athens, is not at odds with the faith of Jerusalem. One example is the story of Noah's Ark. My father Enoch told me that one day, if man continued in his ways, the Creator would annihilate this world. So what I saw was true. All life blotted out because of what man has done. A leader took an approach to save himself and his family following the instructions of God. King says it's a story of solid data gathering. While in the ark, Noah sends out a raven to get a sense of whether Earth is habitable. The raven doesn't return, and then he sends out a dove. The dove returns with nothing, then an olive branch, and eventually doesn't return at all which signals to Noah that Earth is ready for him. 
but he still waited to hear the voice of God before he opened that ark. Another example. Jesus! Specifically, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's there with his disciples, Peter, James, and John. Here's that passage put to song in the musical Jesus Christ Superstar. Take this cup away from me For I don't want to taste its poison In this text, Jesus needs to distance from them to pray to God to remove the cup of death. There was something that he was required to do that compelled, that pulled him away from them to be at distance because he had a mandatory requirement to gain strength. The connection for Terrace King is that we all need to stay physically distant if we want to stay healthy. The church service is still remote, and his congregation understands why. The sermons help, but he wants others to reach out to the community. King preaches a lot about the importance of getting a flu shot, but he's skeptical about the Trump administration's rush to get a COVID-19 vaccine out by the end of the year. I haven't made any attempt to convince people that they should be more immediately confident in the COVID vaccine. He says skepticism, at least in this case, may not be a bad thing. I'd want to know, I'd want to know my God. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly J. McDean. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.